0: Let's put our hands together and praise praise God. God. Great is your faithfulness. Great is your
1: faithfulness.
2: Great is your
1: faithfulness. You never change you never fail oh god
0: true true are your promises true are your promises
1: you never change you never fail oh god so we
0: Yes, we raise up holy
1: hands To praise the Holy One Who was and is and is to come Why is your love Why is your love and grace White is your love and grace. You never change. You never fail, oh God. So we raise up holy hands to raise the Holy One who was and is and is to come.
0: To erase. Yes, yes we raise! Yes we raise!
1: the holy one who was and is and is to come
0: yes we raise raise up holy hands Scott
1: Journey you are with me all the way. I see the depth and greatness of your glory. So... the depth and greatness of your glory oh lord how amazing you are i am yours my lord i belong to you i will live all of my life only for your king kingdom I will fall kingdom I will fulfill your calling for my life to live a life worthy of your heart. to live a life worthy of your heart. to live a life worthy of your heart, i see the skies and the stars above that you made for the stars above that you made for us into your
0: Spirit, be in this place, God. We invite you. We invite your presence. We invite your presence in our mid sky. fill with your spirit. May you lead us. May you lead us, God. May you lead us God. in this praise of worship. May you lead us. We pray for forgiveness for everything that we have committed in our lives. Thank you for your peace. Thank, you. Thank you for your presence in all of us. God.
1: Yeah
3: For joining us for our service today. Before we begin, I would like to open us up in prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this new day, this Sunday where we can gather here to worship and praise your name. Father, at this time, we pray that we may Lay any burdens, any anxieties, and fears before you. We may surrender everything that you, your Holy Spirit, will fill us up right now. Father, we pray that we may always seek your face, and Father, that our mind will always be set on the things above and not on this earth. Father, may we be made more and more into your image. Father, we also pray for the message. We pray forever, Nandrew. May you continue to strengthen him, guide him, and lead him as he is here leading Deep Roots Church and preaching your word. Father, we pray for all of our members that are here, everyone who is sitting here. We pray that you may soften their hearts and that we may always have the willingness and the obedience to receive you, and to grow closer to you. Father, may we always walk this path with you. Father, we thank you so much. We pray that this service will honor you. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Welcome, church. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Let me begin with today's message with the title, Repentance in Christ, now that's the official title, but the unofficial title that I want to tie in with the official title is The Danger of Being Indifferent to Christ, Indifference to Christ, The Greatest Danger. So today, I want us to really focus on these two words, repentance and indifference, beginning with our main passage here today found in Matthew chapter 10 and Matthew chapter 11. Let's begin with Matthew 10, 11 through 15. It says this, these are the words of Jesus, whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly I tell you, you'll be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment, than for that town. Going to Matthew 11, Then Jesus began to denounce the towns in which most of his miracles had been performed, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were performed in you have been performed in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. As for you and you, Capernaum, will you be lifted to the heavens? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were performed in you have been performed in Sodom, you would have remained to this day. But I tell you, that will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. So to give you a context of Sodom and Gomorrah, Jesus says that any town, this anonymous town, this village, or the home, or the individual that you will visit, make sure that person or that town or that village is a worthy place. If it is worthy, then you give it your grieving, Jesus says in verse 12. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it, Jesus says in verse 13. But if it is not deserving, let your peace return to you. If they do not listen to your words, meaning if they reject you, they're essentially rejecting me. Jesus Christ, leave that place, shake the dust off your feet. So to understand the context of Sodom and Gomorrah, we understand how evil Sodom and Gomorrah is. It says in reference for you in Genesis 18 and Ezekiel chapter 16, it mentions briefly on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, how evil and how corrupted they were. In Genesis eighteen in verse twenty, specifically it says, Then the Lord said, The outcry against where Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous, in other chances it says it's so grave that the Lord is going to destroy the burning sulphur from the heavens, from the skies. Ezekiel 16 reference, it says, Now this was a sin of your sister Sodom. She and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, unconcerned. Did they not help the poor and needy? They were haughty. In other words, they were proud and did detestable, meaning disgusting, abomination things before me. Therefore, I did away with them as you have seen. So in God being indifferent to Christ that is the greatest danger for a human being for a person for an individual for the town for the village and for your home. Jesus says in Matthew 11 "Woe to you Chorazin, woe to you Bethsaida." Jesus compares this anonymous town who rejects the gospel in Matthew 10 These cities, Chorazin, Bethsaida, mentioned in Matthew 11. Jesus says, because they didn't repent, because they were indifferent to me, it will be more bearable for Sodom on the day of judgment. How is it possible? Sodom is known as arrogant, overfed, And unconcerned, they're proud, they're they're disgusting, detestable things. How is it possible in comparison that Chorazin and Bethsaida is worse off than Sodom and Gomorrah? I'll tell you why. Because they were indifferent to the gospel, to Jesus Christ, meaning... Someone who is out on the street, lost and broken and hopeless, and they have never heard the gospel, they are better off than for a person who hears the gospel, and they get preached upon, they hear the word of God, and they remain stagnant, they remain indifferent to Jesus Christ. Repentance in Christ, the danger of being indifferent to Christ. Indifference to Christ is the greatest danger. So number one, number one thing that the Lord hates, that the Lord abhors, that the Lord will not stand, starting with point number one, on unrepentant heart. Unrepentant heart. Unrepentant heart. So what is a solution? A cure to an unrepentant heart. The best remedy to an unrepentant heart is this, is true repentance. And when I say repentance, this is what I mean. I mean, some point letter A, Holy Spirit's conviction. They have the Holy Spirit's conviction. Letter B, they have godly sorrow. Letter C, they are admit and confess. D, surrender, hold, and abide. E, lay and embrace. F, change of action and go. They don't continue in the same direction that they were going in, in the path of sin, but they go in an opposite and a different direction. They change their way and they go in the righteous path, past the narrow gate. For wide and broad is a path that leads to hell and destruction. Repentance means that you have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You have godly sorrow for the sin that you've committed. You admit and you confess your sins. You come honest and clean with humility. And you surrender. And you hold. When I say hold, I don't mean hold on to that guilty feeling. You don't hold on to the sin that destroys But you hold on to the Lord with desperation and you abide in Christ. You lay down all of your rights, all of your crowns, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of your fears. You lay them at the feet of Jesus, all of your sins, and you embrace and be embraced by Jesus Christ. It's a change of action and going not in the same direction you were going and you were headed, but in a different direction towards Jesus like the prodigal son. First John 1, 9-10 says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we what? If we confess our sins, if we repent before the Lord, And if we claim, verse 10, we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. We need to understand that we are all sinners, saved by his mercy and his grace, by our Lord Jesus Christ, by the cross, in his death and in his resurrection. He took upon all of our sins and died on the cross. He doesn't remain there, the crucifix. But he died and he rose again from the dead. Because he lives, I live. Repentance, repentance, repentance. If you repent to the Lord, we confess our sins to the Lord. He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and He will, He will purify us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For though the righteous fall seven times, seven meaning perfect, you will always fall. As a human being, you will always fall. You will always fall and you will always fall. Even as you take your last breath here on this earth, you will fall. All men and women will fall. But the difference is that we don't remain down, but we rise again. What does it mean to rise again? Repent. Change of direction. We stand up, and then we go. Even at times we can't stand up, even if that means we're crawling, we crawl, we walk, we go, we rise again in the right direction, in the direction of our Lord, towards him, to him, for he loves us and he knows us. But the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. There is no hope for them, for they are wicked. Not that we're better. No one is better than anyone. We're all sinners. But what makes us separate and set apart and holy is that we repent, and we are only able to repent because of who he is, because of our Lord Jesus Christ. So point number one, number one thing the Lord abhors, number one, unrepentant, on unrepentant heart. Leading to point number two, the Lord abhors, number two, on indifferent heart, tying to today's message, repentance in Christ, the danger of being indifferent to Christ. The Lord pours on indifferent heart. What does it mean to have an indifferent heart? It means this. Subpoint letter A: the hardened heart. B: the apathetic heart. C: the uninterested heart. D, the uncaring heart. E, the unconcerned heart. F, the unresponsive heart. G, the mediocre heart. Heart Hardened heart. The apathetic heart. Uninterested, meaning they lack the motivation and the conviction to enter, to walk through the narrow gate. They're not interested. They don't care. Uncaring the difference between uncaring unconcerned. Uncaring is an emotional response versus unconcerned is a mental response. Emotional meaning they lack the empathy. to have the conviction to feel what breaks God's heart. Mental response, they're too casual. They're too free. They say things like, hey, their mindset is, hey, relax, dude. It's no big deal. It doesn't matter. They lack the attitude, the correct attitude and the right attitude, and the godly attitude to have the conviction from the Holy Spirit to know what is right versus what is wrong. After unresponsive heart is both is action, emotional and mental. because it is emotional and mental, it's physical. Meaning they cannot act in doing what is right and good. They lack the courage to follow through in their action. Mediocre means not this or not that. Not that, not this, whatever. An indifferent heart. Romans 2, Paul makes it clear in verse 5 to 8. But because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart. I'll say it again. Because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up what? Wrath. <laughs> Wrath. Wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. God will repay each person, verse 6, according to what they have done, verse 7, to those who by persistence in doing good see glory, honor, and immortality. He will give eternal life, meaning will be with the Lord forever. Verse 8, but for those who are self-seeking, self-seeking, in other words, an indifferent heart, a hardened heart, apathetic heart, uninterested heart, uncaring, unconcerned, unresponsive, a mediocre heart. They reject the truth. And who reject the truth and follow evil, there be wrath and anger. You're storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath it says so I want you to listen to me carefully men and women of God listen to me carefully indifference to Christ indifference to Christ is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah is worse than the sins of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's worse than Sodom and Gomorrah's sins and wickedness as mentioned in Genesis 18 and Ezekiel 16. What was their sin? It was just not just homosexuality as you know. The story of Genesis, we know who lived there lot, and his family. We know that he was a nephew to the two famous couple, Abraham and Sarah. We know that Lot always brought trouble. They went their own separate ways. Abraham asked Lot, where would you like to choose to go? They went towards the area of Sodom and Gomorrah where there were people who did not follow the Lord. Not only were there sins of homosexuality, but as I just mentioned here in Ezekiel 16, they were arrogant. They were arrogant. They were overfed. Unconcerned, not caring. They didn't help the poor. They only cared about themselves. They didn't help the needy. They were proud, in other words, haughty, detestable, in other words, disgusting, abomination. They did things before the Lord that was corrupt and evil. But what's worse than that? What's worse than that is being indifferent to Christ. It's not this. It's not that. They lack the courage. And how evil was Sodom and Gomorrah. If you know when the two angels went, and the image of two men, the men of the town went knocking on the door, bring these two men out so that we can have sex with them. But Lot, just because it's in the Bible, it doesn't mean it. it is condoning it. It's showing how evil Lot is in his viewpoint the way that he views the life of being a follower of God, he offers his two virgin daughters and he says, you can do with them to whatever you want. How can he sell out his own daughters? And then later we see when the burning sulfur came and destroyed the whole city, when they went up to the mountain, that's when Lot's wife turned around turned into a pillar of salt when they were specifically told not to look there was rebellion, disobedience as they went up to the mountains they got the permission the two daughters their soon to be husbands they all died didn't have anyone to continue their offspring and then they got their father drunk and slept with their own father, with incest, and that's where the people of Moabites came into the picture, which later we see Ruth came from the Moabite people. And what's beautiful about the story of Ruth is that even though we come from a lineage, maybe a family, or home, where they don't believe that there is always hope, there's always grace, there's always mercy, that each generation, each individual, you're responsible for your own faith. Just like Josiah the king, at a very young age, became the king, he had a terrible father, terrible grandfather, his lineage, but he was the youngest king, And he brought the word of God, righteousness, back into the kingdom. And he ruled wisely. So listen to me carefully, men and women of God. Listen to me carefully. This message is so crucial and so important. I already had a different message for today, but the Lord gave me uh, this message last night. And this message was done last minute. And my heart is burning to share this message with you. Listen to me carefully, men and women of God. Indifference to Christ is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah's sin and wickedness as found in Genesis 18 and Ezekiel 16. As Jesus says in Matthew 10, Shake the dust off your feet. See if they're worthy. If not, If they reject you, essentially they're rejecting me. They're rejecting the gospel. Leave that place and the judgment of that town, that indifferent town, that anonymous town, that village, that home, that individual. It will be worse than Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment for that place. Next, point number three, the Lord abhors Number three, a proud heart. A proud heart. What do I mean by having a proud heart? I'll give it to you in sub-points that are A. It means the stubborn heart. B, the arrogant heart. C. The fearful heart. I'm gonna come back to this one. The fearful. Letter D. The self-reliant heart. E. The doubt-filled heart. F. The entitled heart. G. The ungrateful heart. H. The prayerless heart. I. The rebellious heart. J. The contrite-less heart. That, my friends. These are the definitions of having someone having a proud heart. Going back to see the fearful heart. What do I mean by a fearful heart? I'm not talking about reverence here. But I'm talking about anxiety. A heart that is filled with anxiety and fear, meaning it is rooted in fear. It isn't a complete opposite of the fear of the Lord. It is rooted in fear because it rejects and relying on the comfort and the touch of the Holy Spirit. It rejects God's comfort, meaning it lacks trust in the Lord. It is rooted in pride because to have anxiety means, God, I'm allowing my situation, my emotion the hardship, the things that I'm going through is greater than you, my Lord. Matthew 14, the story of Peter and Jesus, story of Peter walking on water. The disciples were terrified, they were fearful. Specifically here, verse 26 to 31. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. When we're afraid, we need to ask the Lord, tell me to come to you. We need to just run to him, go to him, jump on the water, run towards him, walk towards him, crawl to him, come, he will say to us. He will never say, stay, I reject you. He may say, stay where you are, just like he told the man who was demon-possessed. But he says to stay and go and tell your family all the things that I've done for you. But I am still with you. You are with me. But here Jesus says, come, not just physically, but spiritually. He's saying, come. Come, all those who are weary and heavy burdened. Come. Come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Verse 30, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Even after we fail the first time, don't be discouraged. Even as you're sinking in your fear and in your anxiety, and the only thing seems like your hand is above the water, you can't breathe you say to yourself, this is it. There's no hope for me. Jesus will reach out his hand. And he will grab my hand. And he'll pull me back. Back to the boat. Back to him. To where he is standing. For he is above the storms and the waves in this life, a proud heart, a proud heart, the Lord abhorres and is so dangerous, the stubborn, arrogant, fearful, self-reliant, doubt-filled, entitled, ungrateful, prayerless, Rebellious, contrite, it's not broken, it is proud, contrite-less heart. So in closing, this is what I would like for us to do. I would like for us to ask The Lord, as I stated here on the screen, Lord, I desire a humble heart, a humble heart. When I say a humble heart, let me just give you some phrases to what it means to have a humble heart. We're not just saying this to check off a list, but these are true, I'll cry, cry of the heart, saying, it is all for you, Lord. So point letter A, it is all for you, Lord. B, give me an undivided heart, Lord. C, give me an obedient heart, Lord. D, give me a submissive heart, Lord. E, give me a courageous heart, Lord. F, give me an honest heart, Lord. G, give me a contrite heart, Lord. A contrite heart, an honest, a courageous, a submissive, obedient, undivided why because it is all for you lord and with that if you could all turn and open your bibles with me i want to close with this psalm 32 specifically verse 5 but i want to read from verse 1 through 11 but let's go ahead and start with verse five first, and then I'll go ahead and start from the beginning, verse 1, and I'll read it all the way to 11. But the psalmist here, a skill meaning it could have been a song written as a music. Psalm 32, verse 5. It says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you, and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Reading from verse 1. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them and whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me, my strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you. While you may be found, surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and brittle. Or they will not come to you. Many are the wolves of the wicked. But the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. I said again, many are the wolves of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing all you who are upright in heart. Amen. And amen. Just as Paul mentions in Philippians and Colossians chapter 2 and chapter 3. Whatever we do, we do it. We work at it with all of our hearts. Why? Because we are working for the Lord. We do it as we are working for the Lord, not for human masters, leaders, leaders. Why? Why do we do this? We do this because we'll receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. And it's because we are serving Jesus Christ, our King, our Lord and Savior. Philippians 2 makes it very clear that we need to have humility, a humble heart. Gives an example of Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. We need to grasp that truth, something that he used to his own advantage. He made himself nothing. You could try grasping it, but that truth and that fact alone should blow your mind. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, the incarnation, Jesus, the incarnate, the incarnation of Jesus Christ. There is no greater act of humility than the incarnation of Jesus Christ. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, being obedient to death, even death on a cross. Amen. Amen. And amen. And amen. May our prayers today be Lord, I desire a humble heart. Yes, Lord. Lord, I desire a humble heart. It is all for you. Lord, give me an undivided heart. Lord, give me an obedient heart. Lord. Give me a submissive heart, Lord. Give me a courageous heart, Lord. Give me an honest heart, Lord. And Give me a contrite heart, Lord. And I pray all these things. And your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. Amen. And amen. Can we all stand to our feet? and we're going to close our service with psalm 8 Jehovah Lord may your name be worshipped together here today
1: our lord jehovah our lord may your name be proclaimed in all the earth name jehovah our lord may your name be proclaimed I I see see the skies and and the stars stars above that you made for us. Into your embrace. What is
3: mankind?
1: What is mankind that you? Into your embrace, what is man?
2: Father, thank you for reminding us here today of the dangers of being indifferent to Christ. May we give up our rights, our crowns, and our pride, and also our stubbornness and our evil ways, but may we turn this direction that we are walking on, this evil path some of us are walking on. May we repent to you here today and turn to you in faith and look to you in faith like the prodigal son and like the prodigal daughter. I pray, Holy Spirit, you will lead our hearts into a place where we are humble and we are filled with a contrite heart. May we not be prayerless, but may we be prayerful each and every single season in our lives here today. We need you more today than yesterday. Holy Spirit, transform our hearts. When we know the heart of the Father more and more each day, cast away every attacks and every distractions of the enemy. Lord, we know that we can overcome through Christ who lives in us. And it's because you live, we are able to live. And we are able to pray And we are able to overcome and to be victorious in Christ. So Holy Spirit, watch over our church, Deep Roots Church. This is not my church. This is not anyone else's church. But this is the church of Jesus Christ. And we are all part of this church, this community. For God, it is about Christ, our King, our Lord, the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords. Lord, may we be good stewards and good managers of your church here on earth. May the name of the Lord be glorified here today. Just like what we sang, we sung here today. Our Lord, may your name be proclaimed in all the earth. How beautiful is your name, O Lord. Thank you, God, that you're so big, so amazing to be able to hold the universe the palm of your hands and to know each star by its name, yet humble enough, loving enough, and caring enough that you are mindful of us, O oh Lord. Who am I? Who are we that you hear us? Who am I that you listen when I cry out to you, Lord? Who am I that you draw close to those who are brokenhearted? Lord, may we never be indifferent to Christ. May we never be like that home or the village or the individual that is filled with so much pride that, God, that we are indifferent towards you. How can we, to the King of kings and to the Lord of lords, how dare we turn to you with arrogance, not being able to choose you after what you did for us on the cross. And because of the cross, because of your unending love for us, we're able to turn to you with thanksgiving, God. Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for accepting us. Thank you for guiding our steps, every single step, of the way. Lord, this season, this past season that we went through, it's been very difficult. But we look to you, for you are our light. You are the light that shines in the darkness. May we never approach you with an indifferent attitude. But we approach you with hearts of repentance, just like what we went over. We have and we desire. And we will approach you with a repentant heart. And we will never approach you with an indifferent heart. And we will never be in a place where our hearts are proud. But Lord, our prayer here today is, Lord, I desire a humble heart, a broken heart, a contrite heart, an undivided and an obedient and a courageous heart. For it is all for you, Lord. We thank you. We love you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. And may the name of the Lord be praised here in this place. Pray all these things. Your precious son, just question me, pray. God's people, pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Amen. The path of life.
1: the path of life in jesus is the only path i know i will run to him with my broken heart there's power in the name of jesus he's my righteousness his name The truth and the life, his power.
2: Let's all take our seat and let's close our service with the benediction. All right, let's pray together. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious to you and may the Lord turn his face towards you to give you peace. And now, may the unending pursuit and the unending grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the gentle counsel and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, which that surpasses all the knowledge of this world, continue to guide you, protect you, and keep you forevermore. And as God's people we pray, amen and amen.